excited that you guys are here today with us. If you would, go ahead and stand up on your feet, put your hands together, and let's get ready to worship the Lord this morning. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. that you guys are here as we continue to step into worship. I just want to encourage you to be intentional this morning, to choose to be intentional. It can be really easy to just go to the next song, to go to the next moment, and not pause long enough to allow God to really work in your heart, to really work on the situation that's going on. And so I believe that we can take a moment and a step right here to say, like, whatever is going on, whatever the issue is, whatever the situation is, put that to the side for us to focus on Jesus and allow him to work and move the way that he wants to this morning. Amen. Y'all worship with us. There's a name that levels mountains. Carves out highways through the sea. 
I've seen this power unravel battles right in front of me. We praise you, God. There's a faith that stands defiant. Sends Goliath to his knees. And I've seen this praise and rabble shackles right off my feet. Come on, every voice, sing it out if you know it. That's the power of your name. Just a mention makes a way. Giants fall and strongholds break. And there is he. That's the power that I claim. It's the same that wrote the grave. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. We believe in Lord. There's no power like you. There's no power like you, Jesus. Come on, there's a hope. There's a hope that calls out courage In the furnace unafraid The kind of daring expectation That every prayer I make Is on an empty grave oh, That's the power of your name Just a mention people believe that today there's no power like you Jesus come on no matter what we face no matter what we go through there's no power like Jesus come on. I see you taking ground I see you pressed ahead your power is dangerous to the enemy's camp you still do miracles you will do what you said, for you're the same God now as you've always been. Come on, sing it out, church. Your spirit breaking now, your kingdom moving in, your victory claims the ground that the enemy has. You still do miracles, you will do what you said. Thank you. 
Yeah. 
his majesty. Oh, come and behold him. Isn't he captivating? And we'll keep on singing. Come on, sing it out, church. For all of Take a second, greet your neighbor, and welcome them to the house. Well, who's excited to be in the house this morning? Hey, my name is Nevin, and this is Jeff, and we are so glad you know about. And the first thing I want to bring your attention to is the first step card. It should be in the back of the seat in front of you. And maybe you are newer here at the house and you've been wanting to get connected. We're going to play a video in a minute and it'll tell you uh, more about this card. But I would, I would want to just take a moment and share this thought with you that we are all on a journey. And on that journey, God has us taking steps. And so I would just ask you, um, what step could you take today that in a year from now, your life could look a little different, your marriage could look different, uh, your relationships could look different. And so maybe this is that step for you. You've been coming for a while, and you've been like, you know what, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if this is the place for me or if I'm going to get plugged in. And I would just encourage you, take the step, fill out the card. Uh, we have a sign right out in the lobby that says connect with us. And we want you to bring this card to that team, and we look forward to getting to know you in this next year. That's good, Devin. Well, it is Christmas time. I personally, I love Christmas time. One of the reasons that I do is I love to sing me some Christmas songs. My wife can attest when we're driving around, I'm belting it out. And, and one of the things that this has done is I've already imparted this on our three-year-old son who also loves to sing him some Christmas songs. So much so, we've been singing Christmas songs in our household since last Christmas. Because his favorite songs now, he like it's June, he's asking for them. So we've been practicing is what I'm telling you. For next week, we've got our kids' Christmas program. Yeah, and, yeah, this is going to be so fun. We are going to have our kids in here with us doing their Christmas program. It's going to be some organized chaos, but we're excited to hear from them. Because not only is this going to be fun, and not only do we want our kids to have a fun moment at church, but this is worship. I mean, they are singing to the same God yeah, that we yep, sing to, yep. that we've just been singing to. 
So we want you to be a part of this, worshiping with our kids next week. Yeah, so you can be excited for one or two reasons. You may be like Jeff and you love Christmas music, or you may be like me and I'm just ready for my five-year-old to stop singing the same two songs all the time. So we're looking forward to that. The last thing we want to let you know about or remind you of is that our Heart for the House offering is today. And so we just wanted to spend a moment to share with you how you can do that. At the end of service, Pastor Stephen and Katie are going to come up and talk about the why behind Heart for the House. But I wanted to let, make sure that you knew how you give towards Heart for the House. So if you brought cash or check today and that's how you're going to give your offering, there are envelopes in the back of the seat in front of you that say Heart for the House on them. You can take a moment, fill out that information, and leave it in one of the tithes and offerings boxes as you leave today. And then if you're giving online, you can go to our app or you can go to our website and you can give there. And the thing I would draw your attention to is that you can click the drop down menu and select Heart for the House. By default, it's going to be on tithes, but I would encourage you to click that and change it to Heart for the House as you give. And we're excited for what God is going to do through this offering. And one call out is part of this. Some of you know, right, we've got a newer giving platform we've been using, and we've been working through this approval process to get Apple Pay enabled. And this morning, we got approved. Let's so go. that is now yes. an option. You know, the Lord was helping us out. He knew it was hard for the house, and we got that approval finally. So it's there. If you want to use that, you'll see that now when you go to this link. So that's all we had for you this morning. If you would, turn your attention to the screens. Hi, my name is Erin. Welcome to the house. We are so excited that you've joined us today. Here at the house, we value connection. So one of the best ways for you to get connected if you're new or are a first time guest is by filling out our first step card. This card is located in the back of the seat in front of you. We would love for you to take just a moment to fill it out. And then on your way out of the sanctuary, you can drop it in one of our boxes or better yet, you could stop by our connect area and meet with one of our team members in a lanyard who would love to get to know you and get you more connected here. Again, we're so happy that you joined us today. We hope that you are blessed by service. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap. How you doing? How you doing? You looking good? Looking good. Who is starting to get ready for Christmas? Come on, you can talk. You can talk. Now, let me just say this to you. I, I generally like second service a whole lot better than first. So y'all going to have to bring it now. Does that make sense? Uh, I want to talk a little bit. You know, Christmas is obviously one of those times when, um, you know, you're hanging out with family. It's festive. It's fun. Uh, but you're also ending the year. You're ending the year. And for some, you know, you, 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 you look back over 2023 and you're like, this wasn't all I expected it to be. Uh, maybe there's a change in relationships. Maybe there is a financial hurdle. Maybe there was a job transition. And the reality is we are all here and at one time, I promise you, if I said, tell me all your problems, that would be the service. We would fill up 45 minutes and plus some. And so I think that for us, it is spiritual and it deserves us to zoom out about 80,000 square feet and go, why would God ask us to celebrate when we're also 
contemplating. Here's the end of the year. I'm looking at all of what's happening. And yet here is this moment that as a society we have chosen uh, to celebrate the birth of a Savior. And I get it. You can go back and go, well, Jesus wasn't really even born on this day and blah, 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 yada, yada. This is when we celebrate. Okay, does that make And the church co commemorates a lot of moments. We commemorate by taking communion. We, we, we celebrate and have seasons, water baptism, a watery grave, getting up. Does that make sense? So, so the truth of the matter is, um, are you ready for God to move in your life? Are you committed or are you traditional? Are you churchy or are you hungry? <laughs> are, you, are you wanting God to do something or are you sitting in your posture today waiting for God to impress you but you're not pressing upon Him? I mean, if we're not careful, we will go through this like a tradition and it'll be a cute moment with Jesus, baby, Jesus in a manger and it'll, it'll be festive but it won't be life-changing. And I have a lot of anticipation for this season. We serve a miraculous God. Y'all going to have to come with me today. We serve a miraculous God. Now, here's the deal. Unless this is the church service that 91% of you are unsaved, then you don't know that. And so, it's a very real question. Do moods change his ability to be miraculous? Is how we feel determine his power? So the reality is we have to believe and believers have to believe that God, come on, is faithful to his word, will deliver on his promises, will do something supernatural in our life. And it doesn't matter if you feel like it. It doesn't matter if it is, uh, it, your mood is um, positive or happy or cheerful. You agree to the word, you don't agree to your circumstance. Come on, y'all, not with me today. Later in the service, we're going to take up the Heart for the House offering. And it is my hope that you came to honor the Lord with a gift. As we are in this moment, and the Christmas season is upon us, the trees are out, the lights are up, the traffic, come on somebody, is a lot. The lines are full. Movies and music have a little bit more jingle to it. Some of y'all even changed the outside doormat, indicating that you're about to enter this wonderland. We got frosty, we got, th we got things in here. All because we're celebrating a big day, and, and, and you should want it to be fun. It, it should be fun. But Christmas for the believer is much bigger than welcoming friends and bringing cheer. We must never forget the miraculous event of Jesus entering the world. And here's what I want to caution you. Don't allow fairy tales to get more attention than the birth of Jesus. Come on. The song that we sang earlier today reminds us of the miraculous. And some of you today, prophetically, we're going to deposit some things into your heart today because you need to be reminded that you serve a supernatural, miracle-working, miraculous God. 
Okay. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Is our strength. There's a song that we sing for Christmas, Joy to the World. Joy to the world, come on. The Lord has let earth receive her king. King. The earth craves for a king. A king that is not corrupted. A king that is not manipulative. A king that does not extort the people, but come on, begins to bless. Let every heart prepare him room. Isn't it amazing how simple traditional songs can have deep, profounding impact? Let heaven and nature sing. Why is heaven and nature singing? Heaven is singing, singing because the angels know, listen, ain't nobody like Jesus. And so they sing, holy, holy, holy. And nature sings because the Bible says that we groan. We groan for him. We're starting a new series called Prepare Him Room. This is going to be a prophetic reminder to prepare your heart and mind for God to move. Refuse to let the enemy's schemes crowd your heart and your mind. The enemy of this world longs to close off and crowd out any opportunity for you to release God's purpose in your life. But nothing can stop our God. He makes a way where there isn't a way. Come on. He makes a way where there is no way. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 16 says, says this, that he makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. I don't know if your mood, your moments, your hurdles, your hangups, your issues, or your regrets. I don't know where you're at today, but here's the deal. I didn't come to talk to everybody today. I came to talk to the numb. I came to talk to those that are just going through the motions of Christmas, but I want you to focus on Christ my assignment today is welcome the miraculous welcome it Luke chapter 2 verse 1 through 7 and in those days a decree went out to, from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered and this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each in his own town and Joseph went up to Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was from the house and lineage of David catch this to be registered with Mary his betrothed who was with child and while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to a firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes lied him in a manger because there was no place there was no place there was no place for them in the end I want to take a traditional Christmas passage and I want you to believe and know that this has transformational wisdom in this text three ways to welcome the miraculous in your life here's the first one you got to prepare your focus you got to prepare your focus. Way too many people do not receive and get the move of God on their life because they're distracted. They want to feel something before they submit. 
They want God to do something before they begin to go, okay, I give up. The even Paul said, I must decrease in order for him to come on what? Some of us want to feel an increase of God in our, our lives, but we don't want to decrease. We're going to have to get our focus. It's easy to look back on this event recorded in the Bible and miss the real emotion of the moment. This was a time of Roman oppression. Rome demanded that everyone was registered. Here's the thing is Joseph and Mary didn't have an option. They were going to go. It was going to happen. This is what's been given to you. This is the season that you're in. And in real time, they were experiencing the discomfort of the commitment they had made. There was a constant adjustment to their focus. They can focus on the problems or they can focus on the promise. Come on, somebody. They can focus on the demands or they can focus on the future destiny and the salvation of the world. They can focus on the awful or they can focus on the arrival. Come on. Thank you for that golf clap. To welcome the miraculous, you're going to have to trust God and give Him your focus. Come on, you remember, have you ever been around little children when they're, you're like, hey, look at me, and they're, I, they're, I, uh, they can't focus on you? And you're like, hey, 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 draw it in, draw it in. Uh, that's how I feel like some people are at church. Like, you're, you're so distracted. you you're, you're texting someone into church, and you're, oh my God, why aren't you coming over? Oh, it must be nice. And then you're like, okay, fine, hit the music, praise. You can't aim in the sermon, you can't be in the sermon, you're not taking notes because you're thinking every word triggers you into something else. Get yourself here. Act like God wants to use this seemingly insignificant moment to have an incredible impact on your life. Act like your next week determines on the revelation that you get today. Want something from God. I get it. We want the miraculous. And some of us, we, we, we've prayed for things and wanted them to happen. And, and, and maybe they didn't happen the way we thought. And if we're going to be honest, we all want hotels, but the miraculous happens in stables. Don't miss what God is doing because of broken focus. We want control, but miracles happen when you surrender. Your focus is directly connected to your faith. Mary and Joseph had to decide, will we focus on the natural or will we focus on the word that has been spoken over our life? I believe this. There has been a time in your life, just like Mary, maybe you didn't see an angel... Mary. But I believe there was a moment in your life where you were interrupted, where God planted a seed of life and faith and something. And it doesn't matter if you saw a movie, you, you, you cried. It, it doesn't matter if it was a movie, song. It doesn't matter if it was a moment. But something marked you and you started to get thirsty for purpose, for destiny, for God, for whatever. And here's the deal. It is your responsibility to stay focused. Come on, adjusting your focus isn't easy. It's, it's not easy. Mary and Joseph had to decide, will we focus on everything around us? I mean, there was a lot to focus on. Here I am, 
I'm a, Mary's a virgin? And she's like, no guys, believe me, God did it. Like how, my own family doesn't believe me? My, my, my community wants to stone me? Like, God, if you're going to call me something, can you make it easy? Christmas isn't about festivities. It's about focusing on Jesus. There were tons of obstacles to discourage Mary and Joseph. Hear me, there are many times desperation sets up the miraculous in your life. There will be seasons where the only option you have is the one you don't like. And in that moment, you're going to have to prepare your focus. What care has shifted into a concern? What connection has been hindering your relationship with God? Come on, you had a connection, and all of a sudden, this friend, and every time I'm around that friend, they bring compromise into my life. Every time I begin to connect to, to, to this uh, device or TV or whatever, or this show or this whatever, it brings other things into my Like, what connection is hindering your relationship with God? What, whose conduct has captured your attention? How do you know? Because you're driving in the car, you're having arguments, and they ain't even in there. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to listen, and you're practicing your verbiage because you're just ready. Come on, listen. The chamber is ready, baby. Go ahead and say something to me because I've been practicing this moment. I ain't coming here not ready. And God's like, you consumed over that, and you're missing me. You've digested shame and blame and over yourself or over everybody else. And your life is where it is because of everybody else. And God is like, yo, I already know the world's jacked up. I know that bad things happen to good people. And, and, and I know that there's a lot of stuff. That's why I sent Jesus. That's why you need me. That's why Jesus left, left the Holy Spirit to prepare a way for you. Because I know you get tired. Prepare your focus. Your focus happens when it shifts on God. The miraculous can happen in your life. And I am telling you that if you're breathing, you're not done. Here's the second thing. Come on, is it good? Here's the second thing. You're going to have to prepare for the journey. You're going to have to prepare for this journey. You, when you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you said, here we go. Not here I sit. We're now on a journey. Think about this. The birth of Jesus was foretold, a prophetic promise. But there is still a process. And I know some of you are sitting on a Holy Spirit word. But the reason it hasn't moved is because you're doing nothing. Well, if God wants it to happen, you know he'll just do it. There are things that God does and there's things that you do. But God doesn't control this. Who does? Come on, say it. You, me. God doesn't control this. Who controls this? God don't control. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing. Listen, somebody like, hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, 
You're going to have to prepare for the journey. Here's what that means. Mary and Joseph's yes meant they're going to walk 90 miles in harsh weather, in unpaved roads, on rocky trails, ups and downs. She's nine months pregnant. This trip was difficult. It was dangerous. But God... Each of you are on a journey. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Because the miraculous is in front of you. Don't quit. Don't fight it. Don't expect other people to do it for you. Come on. Accept spiritual opposition. Put your armor on. Continue. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and 11 says, Finally, 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 Come on, where are my parents in the room? Some of y'all don't know? I've never had a question before in church. This is really hard. Come on. When your child finally, we've been working on this concept since three, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, my room's clean. And you're, finally, look at this. Finally, be strong. Be strong. Where did we digest that? We, we come to wussy church and we serve a wussy God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. In other words, you find your strength in his strength and you stay strong. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Come on, st everybody say stand. You don't find your strength in his strength. You don't put on what he gave you. You can't stand. Stand against the schemes of the devil. Schemes. He's better at manipulation than you are. Your journey is your responsibility. You have to take the trip. Your pastor can't take the trip for you. Your parents can't take the trip for you. Your spouse can't take the trip for you. You've got to take the trip. You've got to decide. I remember when I started to pursue my wife, Katie. I was working at a church in Hot Springs, and she was attending a ministry college. And the associate pastor there who I worked under was very concerned about me getting married. Okay? My singleness had his attention. Let's just say that. And it was always, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, his goal was to get me married. Uh, but he couldn't do it for me. He couldn't do it for me. I was very attracted to Katie, but dating wasn't easy for me. It was not easy for me. Um, okay, I'm going to just say this. I was bad at it. Bad. I had no game, okay? I had no game. Uh, uh, my game was hide and seek. <laughs> that was my game. My game was, if you want me. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I wanted to be married, but my strategy was hope. Some of you, that's your line right there. You need to write it down. <laughs> The reason you're not is because your strategy is hope. Found out that, you know what? You can't date nobody you don't talk to. 
You can't get to know anybody that you don't spend time with. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't fall in love unless you let them in. Uh, it's work. I was locked into ministry, changing the world. But I was broken. I was hopeful, but I was hesitant. I was on a journey. I had much to learn about healthy relationships and connections and a Christ-centered life. There was one incident where I communicated to um, Ginger. Ginger works on our staff, and she's here. If you met her, she's awesome, but, but she's Katie's mom. And I, I was on the phone with her, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about coming down to Texarkana. And at that time, I did not know Ginger the way I know Ginger now. And so um, she told Katie, Katie, I wasn't able to talk to Katie because she was gone, um, but Katie was excited. Ginger was a tornado of production. You know, if, if you know Ginger, she's like, oh, okay, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And so she, like, just try to walk. I mean, she, like, like if you want to walk next to someone, you want some pace, you want to use your inhaler, walk by Ginger. Uh, cleaning, preparing for um, my arrival. But instead of going to Texarkana, I went to Memphis. And I didn't tell her. I didn't tell anybody. Thank you for that judgment. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That was not a good decision. I just want to say, I, mean, I can acknowledge that now after 20-something years. I, that was not a good decision. Could you not laugh as loud as That was one of the strongest conversations that Katie had with me. Y'all, I was in trouble. Like, I'm, I'm not like, like trouble. But this weird thing started happening. As she was getting madder, I was like, I love you. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was like that conflict made me feel like I was at home. <laughs> I was like, woo, you're in, girl. Ah, I'm ready. When I, when I look back on my story, our story, I'm so thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for the healing journey. My deepest reasons for choosing Memphis over Texarkana had really nothing to do with Katie. It, it was, I had commitment issues. I, I didn't want to have divorce. I, I, I had a broken past, and, and I had really gotten to a place where I was better at building walls than bridges. The journey. I want to pastor you for a minute. Everyone here has done dumb stuff. Okay? You've engaged in evil and you have battled regret. To journey out of the past struggles and issues will require more from you than self-help. It'll, it'll require you saying yes to Jesus. Because God has a God-ordained assignment, come on, listen to me, on your life. And, and I'm just telling you that, that your ability to commit to this journey when it is fun and when it is not fun, when it is hard, and when it is easy, and when there are seasons, all I'm telling you is you don't even know all the things that God wants to heal in your life. Come on, come on. 
God wants to do a miraculous work in your life. But along the journey, along the, there are things that I'm learning now at 48 that I didn't have the capacity to learn. At even 25 when we were married, I'm learning a whole th- lot about surrender and, and my thought life. And I'm growing. Come on. Here's what I'm saying. You don't have to stay addicted and drunk. You don't have to leave every time you're offended. You don't have to be negative and critical. Say yes to the journey. Yield to God's leading. Welcome the miraculous in your life. This church is going to be a church of overcomers. Prepare for the journey. Prepare for the journey. And I got one more thought on the journey that you need to know that I think is life-changing. The journey is longer than you think. Like it's longer than you think. I've gone to church for two years. That's right. And how many concepts have you applied in your life in two years? Because the reality is God builds upon every concept that gets concrete. It's not about listening to content. It's about massaging that content into your spirit and hardening something so that God can build a firm foundation in your life. What I'm telling you is, we're not trying to build a life of sticks. This journey is longer than you think. For me, surrender, spiritual growth, growth, healing, awareness. God's still doing it. And every step I take, there's another thing i got to learn. And everything, y'all feel that way? It's like when you were young, you thought you knew everything. Come on. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Like you knew everything. And now the older you get, the more experience you have, and you're like, wow, there's so much to learn. Wow, there's so much to learn. Now I'm like, dang. I'll be reading a book the rest of my life. Because we love happy endings, we want to end Mary and Joseph's story when the birth of Jesus happens. But I need you to know that time and time again, they had another journey. From Nazareth to Bethlehem was 80 miles. Realistically, you could go eight to nine miles a day with the terrain. Then they went from Bethlehem to to Jerusalem when Jesus, after Jesus was born for circumcision, seven miles. Jerusalem back to Bethlehem, seven miles. Bethlehem to Egypt. Remember, the the angel comes and says, Joseph, pack up your family right now. People are coming. Okay, 40 miles. After uh, uh, a season of being there, they go from Egypt to Nazareth, 140 miles. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what you've believed, but I need to combat the lie that once you give your life to Jesus, it's happy meals and sunny skies. You are on a journey, and that journey is going to be up and down and hard and rocky, and you are going to have to call upon some strength in your life, but your job is to keep going. Come on, look at someone and say, you're not done. Come on, look at them. You're not done. You're not done. You're not done. Listen to me. Hey, I'm not talking to everybody 45 and under. I'm talking to you, 13-year-old that was grown up in church, that now you got it all up here, but you need it here. You need a relationship with Jesus. You don't need church. You need Jesus. Church helps begin to grow what's in you. College student, 
I'm so glad that you're here. I'm honored that you're here. But I'm telling you, if you think you can go through college and not have all the philosophies of the world, you need to anchor some things in your life. This journey is transformative. Here's my last one. Is that you're going to have to prepare a place. Each of us have a desire to be known. You were created for connection. Connection to the world, to sin, to bitterness, to offense comes easy. But it brings heaviness. What I'm telling you is God doesn't control you. He gives you a free will. Where you get to choose this day who you're going to serve. Am I going to serve this or am I going to serve this? But I'm telling you, at the end of missing him and choosing other things, you will always end up heavy. Heavy. The birth of Jesus reveals the heart of God. He cares and he makes our burdens light. Welcome him. We make places and save chairs. For so many people in our life. We scream, sit here, sit by me. Like a kid at a a table in elementary school. Hey, hey, hey. And here's the deal. We never grow out of that. We ask for peers and we, we need accommodations. And we need accolades. And we need people to say, oh, I see you. And we save chairs for, for someone to see us and tell us that we're good and, and encourage us and get approval and affirmation. The sad part is that when I meet with people one-on-one and we begin to talk or my, one of my team begins to meet with them, most people are sitting at quiet tables with empty chairs unknown. This Christmas, prepare a place for Jesus. Open your heart. Open your home. Come on. Begin to let God do something in your life. The, this idea is that we intentionally prepare a place for Jesus to abide. To abide. Come on, just take a couple seconds. Come on, when's the last time you welcomed the Holy Spirit, God, in, in my life? God, forgive me for doing it alone. Forgive me for trying to figure out everything on my own. God, you have given me some gifts and some talents, but I, come on, I need to prepare a place And here and here are more important than anywhere external. Come on, listen to me. Nobody would invite someone over to their home and not clean. It's time to clean. It's time to give up that bitterness. It's time to give up that hurt. time to give up that that resentment. Come on. You might be here and say, Pastor, well, you don't know what I've done. I am not the man that Jesus should be visiting. This story reveals that Jesus transforms unworthy places. Come on, hear me. Don't be depressed by what's happening in our culture. Don't compare your Christmas to somebody else's. Don't write people off. Don't stop praying for your neighbor or your family member. Come on, listen. God takes something unworthy and he makes it holy. Remember the birth of Jesus was, oh, holy. What made it holy? The crib, the manger, the donkey? The day, the cold, the snow, the trip? 
Jesus. Jesus made it. God takes something unworthy and he makes it holy. Reading this story makes me think so easy to think of outside the stable, a rock cave, animals, mangers. And God says, you will find me in the most humble places. Church, let's make sure that we don't save the most important chair at our table for other things. Come on, listen to me. Your career is great, but don't sit that at the table. Your skills are great, your basketball, your football, come on, your degree, your all of those things are wonderful. They're wonderful. Don't sit them at this table. You save that chair for Jesus. You pull up and you begin to lean in and put him at the head of the table and you sit and you learn and you listen and you feast on all the things that he has for you because he creates a banqueting table come on listen for us and he is preparing the menu that you need not what you want some of you you need to grow up your spiritual diet you need to get off chicken nuggets and fries you need to come on over to the real world where there is some vegetables Come on. You need some broccoli in Jesus' name. Some spiritual carrots. Maybe not asparagus. We need that type of church. Here's the thing. Jesus makes every place meaningful. His presence changes the manger to a message. The manger is a picture of God's grace and power. The manger wasn't a crib, y'all. It, was, it wasn't a crib. It was a feeding trough. And, and what was, what the feeding trough was where animals came to eat. The spiritual significance is those who are hungry can find what they need. Come on. What did Jesus say? Come on, I don't eat out of everything. But I eat out of the words of God. And Jesus in a manger was a symbol that for those who are spiritually hungry, come get your fill. He is the place. He is the place. And he changes it. So will you make a place for him? So here's the thing. Today, you can welcome the miraculous in a couple of ways. The first is prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Come on, stop trying to fix the world. Stop trying to fix people. Stop trying to fix, take off your Superman cape. Come on, stop trying to fix the world. Da -da, da -da 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 -da. Okay, good. What about you? What about you, mama? What about you, dad? We never want to become so focused on the details and drama of Christmas that we miss the most important part. God gave his son to the world, which is the greatest gift that could ever be given. So here's the thing, have you accepted that gift? And do you still honor and appreciate that gift? So let's pray, let's just take a moment. Come on, all over this place. Come on, I, I, I feel the Holy Spirit moving on your life. Come on, do y'all mind singing that just right where you're at? Come on, we're just going to sing this with this band. To do whatever you want to.
to do whatever you want to. I will make room for you. Some of you, it's been very, very hard. To do whatever you want to. Sickness. To do whatever you want to. Job change. You moved here. You left all your friends, your community. You're on a journey. To do whatever you want to. Maybe you're here because of the last church. There was a hurt or a something that will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to so here's the thing i believe today is the day come on young person come on if you let anger in your heart come on now you're mad you're mad at your mom you're mad at your dad come on come on adult Come on, frustrated at your sister, anxious, angry, whatever. No, 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 no. Come on. Welcome the miraculous in your life. God, you got something. You're doing something. God, you're moving in my life. And so here's the thing. Today, you can ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, and he will forgive every sin. But you have to make that commitment. And so if you're here today and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand right where you're at. Come on, one, two, three. Come on. Thank you. Come on, thank you. Come on, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, let's repeat all of this. If you raised your hand, then here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to embarrass you. But I, I, I do want to have a moment here I want to have a moment here and so if you raise your hand I want you to know that many times in my life just look at me real quick I raised my hand not because I lost my salvation but because in every in different seasons of my life it became more real you know what I'm saying in different seasons it, it became more focused in different seasons it was like and so it was more of a commitment to the next level than it was oh I'm not saved and so some of you you, you might have gotten saved at a vacation Bible school and some of you at, at a kids camp or some of you at your old last church but something is stirring in you where you're like okay I'm ready for that next step I'm ready and here's the deal if you raise your hand I'm gonna ask you to be strong in the Lord I'm not gonna ask you to come down here but I'm gonna ask you to stand up and I want some of our people around you to pray for you Okay, so if you raise your hand, stand up right where you're at. Come on, I believe that this is what God wants. Come on, come on, I'm not trying to hurt. Come on, come on, who else? Who else? Come on, who else? There was way more people than that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Who else? So here's the deal. Some of our church people are around. I want you to love on these people. I want you to begin to pray over them. Come on. I don't believe that this is just a random moment. I believe that God is moving. I believe destiny is changing. Come on, come on, come on. Just pray over them for a second. Just pray for them. Come on. It's okay. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's not weird to pray. Come on. It's not weird to pray. You have no idea what they've been going through. You had no idea. You guys go back to that lady over there. Come on. Come on. We're just taking a moment. It's okay. It's okay. God, we thank you that you're moving on these people. We're good. We're good. We're good. 
God, we thank you that something spiritual is shifting in their life. Father, I pray that today, Father, is a new decision, a new day, a new moment. Father, that spiritual ground, come on, is being taken. And Father, hurt and rejection and pain and, and, and preconceived ideas and whatever they thought it would be. Father, in Jesus' name, we release that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on, y'all have a seat. Come on, have a seat. Come on. Here's the deal. We're going we're gonna to repeat this prayer for all of those who raised your hand. Come on, all of us are going to repeat this. It's a prayer of salvation. Y'all begin to say this. Come on, all of us together. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse my heart. Renew my mind. I make you the Lord of my life. Redeem me and heal me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. I want to do one more thing before we get into our, the heart for the house. Is you're, if you're struggling, you're struggling, and we're going to be honest, your focus has been off, you're, you're saved, you love the Lord, you have a relationship with God. Okay, you have a relationship with God, but you're, it's been hard to focus. The journey was, has been harder than you thought. Like go back 15 years and you're like, this is not the route I wanted, and this is not the route I thought I was promised. You know what I'm saying? And my place has been crowded. But I am going to give God all of my concerns. I'm going to give Him all of my frustrations. I'm going to give Him all of my fears. And I really, like when I was praying for you guys before, fear, fears. Scared for your kids, scared for this, scared for that, scared for that your son or daughter's not going to turn out. Something, something. Fear, fear. And we're going to recreate this place. And so you don't have to stand up. But if that's you and, and this, you feel like the Holy Spirit is identifying as I'm talking some things that you're dealing with. Come on, raise your hand. Okay. Come on. So here's the deal. We're going to pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you would shake up the ground in Jesus' name. Shake up the ground. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that a spirit of faith would reside in your people. And Father, right now, good things are coming. Father, I thank you for the anointing. Father, that begins to heal and seal and reveal. And Father, that you are moving in this place. We didn't come today to get lectured. We came for transformation. Holy Spirit, that you would move in this place. So shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. In Jesus' name, come on, shake it up. 
up, shake it up. Come on, come on, everybody. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, on. y'all stand up with me. Come on, come on, come on. All my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. We sing it out. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way. and that accelerates the vision. And so we begin to get, and I believe that there are many of you that are praying for a new increase, a a, a new um, territory. And I want you to know that spiritual doors open by, by giving, okay? And so I believe the next place that you're going, and we do this at the end of the year, so that we can start the next year, come on, Blessed, generous giving. Okay, so the Heart for the House offering go, is going to this year, When if you go out this door, there's stairs, we are running out of space. There are actually discipleship, leadership, encounters, things that we want to do that if you looked around, we have no more space. And so we have around 6,500 square feet upstairs that we want to build rooms 
so that we can do more content, more discipleship, more stuff. And so basically, we're going to do the upstairs and we're going to do the kitchen, okay? And that's going to be about $400,000. And so we have a little over $200,000 already, okay? Come on, come on. And so in this season, we are giving to that. In fact, um, will you put the four areas real quick? So when we give to the Heart for House, this is what it goes to. Campus expansion, which I told you, our big project. Leadership development, debt reduction, outreach. These are the things that we do. So as you give, we will even give a portion to some of the ministries and missions that are from this house. So that is what it's for. And we're asking you, we've been talking about this a while, so this, if this is your first day to be here, you're like, oh, I came on an offering Sunday. Well, maybe God wanted you to be here. <laughs> uh, um, but, but just come back next week. Um, you want to? You wanna... Yes, no, it, what's exciting too is because we began this conversation in really in November. And so we actually asked our leaders and our legacy um, team, really the people who give regularly and recurring here, we asked them to pray about giving early. And so as of this morning, first thing before we started services, we have $69,000 that have come in for Heart for the House. It is so exciting because ultimately, I mean, I haven't gone back to the data yet, but I'm almost guaranteeing that we are going to really, we are going to take a bigger Heart for the House offering up this year than we ever have before in the history of our church. And I just think that that shows that God is moving in the individual's hearts and the seats in this room. Like we are moving from becoming takers to givers. We're moving from being in lack and poverty into generosity and seeing how our life can impact the kingdom globally in our lifetime. Like we're seeing shifts in hearts and we're seeing it in real time when we see the things happen as we give to Heart for the House. And here's the deal. Like if you're new to all this, I get it. All I'm going to tell you is this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Because I, we have seen people come from struggling to surviving to tithing to generous to extremely generous and so here's the deal there will never be pressure on you so if you're feeling pressure that's a ringing from your old past church whatever we're it's not wrong to give you an option that's right. and it's not wrong to ask the Bible says if you ask you what Receive. and so I'm telling you missionally this is going to help us do more. Yes. And so we're wanting you to pray over it. We're wanting you to give. If you have something that you want to physically give, you can put that in the boxes. Um, or you can use the app, and they already talked about that. And I'll just notate just specifically, the Heart for the House offering is above and beyond the tithe. So if you want to go back to our giving series that we just had, it'll teach more about the biblical perspective of giving. But we have two envelopes for physical gifts, one for tithe and offering and one for Heart for the House. Those are in the back um, envelopes on your seats. But then on the app, if you want to give two different donations, you want to give your regular tithe and offering and then a Heart for the House donation, You, what you do is you push the button that says add donation and you can give a ma an amount and then break that amount up in the app. And so anyway, that was a lot of detail, but the truth of the matter is it's all self-explanatory on the deal. We're asking for everybody to do something. Yeah. We're asking for everybody to do something because... It, 
it doesn't matter. I, I mean, like even uh, my 13-year-old was like, here's what I'm giving you. Yeah. And so I'm just telling you that we, God has called us yeah. to build and to keep yeah. ministering and developing um, the people that come here. Yes. So will you guys stand up with us? Come on, stand up. As we give, like a usual Sunday, we're going to use this opportunity to worship through our giving. And so the band will play. We'll pray at our seat. If you came as an individual, we want to invite you to pray and just connect with the Lord during this time. If you came with your spouse or family or friends, we want you to grab their hands. If you need to use the aisle to make more room for your group, you can, because we want you to have this opportunity to intentionally and personally connect with the Lord. And I just want to challenge you. What we've been asking you to do is hear God and obey him. And that's exciting. He's calling us to more. So let's be a part. Let's pray right now as we give. Lord, I thank you for each person represented in this room. Hold on Put your hand in that one. Come on. You told everybody to hold hands. Sorry, guys. I have a couple things in my hand. Okay. Let me help this. Let me take this. You want me to carry it? Okay, let's pray. Lord, I do thank you for each person represented, and I do pray that we would prepare for the miraculous. God, I'm praying for the miraculous in the individual's lives in this space, in this room. God, the miraculous in our families, the miraculous in our marriages. God, the miraculous as we go influence the people around us. Lord, we're preparing room right now as we give sacrificially and generously Lord, we don't look at it as a heavyweight. We look at it as an honor to answer the call to be a part of furthering your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Y'all go ahead. We're going to give, and then we're going to worship together, and then we'll leave. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. You can have your way, Lord. Here is where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. I will make to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, and I will make room for you, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. Singing, I 
start with this one more time. Here is where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Come on, sing it out. Here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. Well, listen, thank you guys for joining us. We would love to connect with you out in the four years, so don't feel like you have to rush out. But you guys are dismissed. Have a blessed week.